0: So the, so the client is coming to the therapist on the chair and when the client is coming in, the client has this whole impression and recollection of the narrative. The narrative is a story of something that has happened in the past. And uh, it has emotions, it has beliefs, it has values, it has who the client has become over the period of time due to that event the concept of self, the self-esteem and also whatever that relationship meant, if the relationship was a financial relationship then the client's belief or understanding or presupposition about money would be different after that impact of that event for which the client is coming in for therapy. And if the relationship was about love and marriage then after that that loss, that breakup or whatever must have happened as a part of that impact or trauma. Today, after traveling that distance of time, the client's understanding and beliefs about love relations would be very different. So whatever this narrative, this language that the client is saving this information with has an impact on the different modalities in which the client's world exists, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, gustatory depending on where the impact is more. And based on that, there is sufficient sensations, feelings, movements, um, sensory uh, participations in the body. And that is what the therapist is going to observe as you observe the language, as you listen to the pauses, the breath, uh, as you listen to the language patterns, the 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 subtle values and beliefs and all of that. Well, um, one of the steps that you can then start doing is dissociate, physically dissociate the client in augmentation, dissociate the client. This is the classic NLP's dissociation or if needed, double dissociate if the event is very, very traumatic. Yeah, and then put the client back in the first position to see the event and then... Then the next step, what we're going to do is imagine this is where the event is happening in the past. So get the client to walk the timeline, step into the event where the event is happening, get the client to magnify the event, magnify the feeling, exaggerate it so that the client really feels it, tells those things what the client is telling, everything that's making the client absolutely unresourceful, to feel it, to sense it and to get it in the body as much as the client can. How much can the client live that darkness in that moment? How much can the client live the magnified version of that narrative and story? At some point in time, the threshold is exaggerated so much that it it reaches the point of dissociation. It reaches the natural point of distortion. It reaches the natural point of not having to make sense of that event. It's a state of death. It's symbolic death. It's the death of that relationship. It's the death of the old self. It's the death of the old belief in the values. And it's the death of that association between self and the other person with whom that relationship went through an impact or a trauma. And it's so overbearing and overwhelming for the client. So here is what, what the client goes through, symbolic death. And while the client is dying, while the symbolic death is an experience for the client, the next step obviously becomes mourning and weeping and grieving and then letting go. Letting go of what? The past self. All the narratives which the client told about self, the values and the beliefs, letting go of all of that. And that happens in silence, in a very potent place. And then we get the client to stand up and unmesh it from the body. I Ask where was all this saved and where is it? So you unmesh it, remove it out. Sometimes it's it's through and through. Sometimes it's around. Sometimes it's within. Sometimes it's on the body. You unmesh it. And then you remove it. You peel it off and you put it out. You throw it to the sun, to the ocean, somewhere else. And then then the client is even more empty because the only thing that was identity to the client, the most important part, the pain, is also gone. What is the client now left with? That emptiness. Like a jeep now the client will watch the resourceful state. Could be self. Could be a future state. Could be another model with, with um, resources which they would like to have for themselves in the future. To build that. To create an evolving self. To create a self for the future which is having all the resources. Light and Everything from the PAKOG, the sensory participation. When the evolving self is fully ready, we get the client to step into that, that moment of fullness, that moment of newness. And then we ask the same questions, which initially the client had brought in in a contaminated state. So what do you believe now? What are you capable now? What is your self-concept? What is the concept about that space of relationship? And how do you feel in the body and where do you feel in the body? And once you begin to get resources and responses, which is aligned to the client's new intent, um, you future pace the client, walk them into the future and then ask them to bring something from the future for themselves in the present. Now, whatever that is, hope, song, poetry, a story whatever you bring the client back then you anchor that for the client in the present moment affirm that the way it has to be affirmed so that this completes the whole process of the death the rebirth the the orientation the future pacing creating the new and evolving self and then you bring it back you anchor it and you affirm it for the client